Hey, if you're a repeat listener, please leave us a review or a rating. It would really help catapult us into the top 100. We're bouncing in and out on a weekly basis, and a review or a rating from you on your favorite podcast app would go a long way. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast. And t- today we're going to answer the question, how many products do I need on my store to get started? And I think what is actually behind this question is, how many products do I need before I you know, go live, send traffic to my store, run Google ads? And uh, I asked John this question right before the podcast. He was just about to answer and I hit record. And I said, this is going to make some good content. I don't know your answer. And I'm genuinely curious how you view this versus how I view this. So uh, I'm going to throw the ball in your court first, John. How many products do you need on a high ticket drop shipping business to get started or run ads? Well, I mean, my answer to this is a politician's answer. And that is there is no answer. It depends. Right? So <laughs> it depends. Like there are very few absolutes in in marketing and in business, I think, right? It it's it is easy to say there's a black and white answer because it's that just makes it sound easy, but it's not really true. So there isn't a magic number. Right, right out of the gate. There isn't a magic number. You don't need 50, 100, 5, 10. That's, that's, that, that's an unhelpful thing to pick a number like that because every market is different or every niche, if you think about it in niches. Every, everyone is different. And so I think you can get started with any number of products, right? I don't think this is actually the important question. So like, for example, you could get one supplier on board and launch your business with five products, right? Because where you're going to start marketing is all about individual products. Or you could get you could do your first round of supplier calls, get 10 suppliers on board straight up and put 10 suppliers on there with their products and launch at that point. That's also going to be fine, right? Because in the beginning, we're getting our first customers from Google Shopping, right? As everybody probably knows by now, hopefully that's been listening in. And so you're in the, you're there, you're advertising individual products and for people who are looking for individual products. I think the more important question is that runs off the back of this one is how many products and supplies do you need on your website over time? So the mistake I see people make is whatever they get in the beginning, like let's say somebody goes out, there's 10 suppliers in their market that they've got on their list to call. They call them, they get three approvals and then they're still waiting for a bunch of others and maybe a couple say no or something like that, right? They put those three suppliers on their website, they launch, they get focused into their marketing and they forget to follow up with any of the other suppliers or to keep putting any of those products on their site. I think what's important over time is that you have a majority of the available suppliers that you can identify in your market and you have all of the products from those individual suppliers that make sense to have on your website, on your website, so that you can find out what is going to sell best in your business. What are the best sellers in your marketplace? What are the desirable brands? What are the things that aren't going to work well that should be avoided? Um, I think that's actually more important and it certainly should be the aim for people to get as many products in your market on your site at some point early in your business history as you can. But does that need to happen before you launch? No, because some suppliers may take a month or two to get on board and why wait for that, right? That's just going to stuff up your progress um, and it's going to slow you down 
but over time, you don't know what your customers are going to want to buy before you start, right? So over time, you've got to be able to have a go at selling as many of the products in your market that fit within your, you know, the market, the niche that you've determined you exist within uh, so that you can find out where where you're going to make your money. You smell that? I smell bullshit here. That's what this is. That is somebody asking this question, in my opinion, who's not ready to start or they're scared to start. Yeah. That's what that's what Maybe. I feel like the question behind the question here is. And and so, like, honestly, you could start with one product. You could put one product mm. up. You could go set up your Google Ads and get that running. There is such like a sandbox, if you will, that you get started in, in Google Ads. Like, send some traffic. Get that set up. Get that moving. Like, you have so much to do in the beginning. Why not run ads to that first one? Break the seal, if you will. Um make yourself feel comfortable with the fact that you're sending traffic to your website and then keep uploading products. I have um, a client who has mostly one brand. They haven't got to the others. The one, the one brand has so many products. They've only done one brand and they're doing big numbers with one brand, right? Like uh, I would recommend sh- she diversify as she moves forward, but like you can get started with one product. Um, I, I, I do think I'm, I'm smelling somebody saying th- that there needs to be this magical place they get to where it's safe that they can turn on ads at that point. They feel safe. I'm of the opinion mm. you should get moving. The only thing I would say is like when you run those Google ads coupons that you get in the beginning, you only get so long to use that money. Uh, and so you're going to want to make sure that you have at least enough products to spend that $500 in the first 30 days so that Google will give you $500 more. So that might be the only caveat I would throw here. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you're so right around. I think there are a number of questions um, that people ask not just because they're looking for a safe place, but also, and and you might may catch yourself doing this sometimes. And so it's important to, to think about this, um, you know, be a bit self-aware. Sometimes we ask questions to give us an out, yeah. like a reason not to do something. Like, oh, I didn't get enough products or supplies, so I should just quit. I didn't make it work. You know, it's not going to work for me. And I've I've actually, I've heard that. Uh, from people, um, uh, I think I saw somebody was posting that in one of our Facebook groups a couple of months ago. They said, oh, I went into this market and I only got four supplies. So I went, I thought that wouldn't work. So I went and started another website in a completely different niche. And I, I said to them, whoa, 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 back up a bit there. You've got four suppliers. What? Why? You can start with that four out of 10 or something like that. It's like, what? what are you doing? Go back. Like that is that is definitely a viable starting place, right? Because you've got something to work with. You can make some sales and you're going to go back to those other suppliers over time. And I would be horrendously surprised if you didn't get two more. And then you've got six and you've got a majority of the available supplies in your market. That's a good place to be, right? And then in another six months, you'll probably get another two once you start making lots of sales. And those reticent suppliers are like, oh, well, we need to pay attention to these guys now. They're actually doing something in this market. Um, so I, I've seen this used as a reason for people to actually quit out of a business that they've started to build. And I think that is, uh, I, I really hate seeing people quit too early. It's, it's like, for, to me, that's like the saddest thing. Like when somebody's, somebody's got in there, they've, they've, they've done the work, they've got started and then they find a, a, a kind of like a fake reason to quit. Like it, it feels like a, it's a big letdown. You know what I mean? So I, I feel bad for that person. And uh, so always, if you're thinking of a reason that you should quit, I say this a lot to people because one of the questions we get asked a lot is why, why do dropshipping businesses fail? 
right? Everybody asks this question, right? So many times, like, why do, why do people fail? Literally, they don't fail in the sense that people think businesses fail. Dropshipping businesses don't fail because they go bankrupt, for example, because what did you spend to get started? 500 bucks? You know, you've got no investment here from a financial perspective. Dropshipping businesses fail because people find reasons to stop doing them, right? And oftentimes, those are not valid reasons. You know, if that person just focused in, kept at it, kept doing it, those reasons usually turn around. So, I think, you know, lack of supplies is almost never a reason to change course. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business. If you've been thinking about getting started in the high-ticket dropshipping space, maybe you've been thinking about joining the Dropship Breakthrough program, but you've got if you're like most people, you've got some questions. You might have some things that are unresolved in your mind around whether this is the right thing for you to be doing right now, whether this is the right thing for you to be investing your time in and starting a business here. Well, got something that might help you. If you are in that situation, you can jump on a call with a member of our team here at Dropship Breakthrough. It might even be me or Ben to have a chat through those questions and help to help you work out whether high ticket dropshipping, being a member of Dropship Breakthrough is the right thing for you to be doing right now. So all you need to do to do that is head to Dropship Breakthrough. That's one word, uh, breakthrough spelled B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-U.com forward slash call. You'll find the link uh, in the show notes. Head there and that will take you to a page which has a booking calendar on it where you can find a time that works for you. It's a free half an hour call where you'll chat with a member of our team. Once again, could be me, could be Ben as well uh, about whatever you're thinking, whatever questions you have, whatever you'd, you'd like to work out so that you can then go away and determine whether this is the right thing for you to be doing. So go ahead, head to dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash call and book your call in today.